0: The water Values Podcast, Session 127.
1: Welcome to the Water Values Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to water utilities, resources, treatment, reuse, and all things water. Now here's your host, Dave McGimsey.
0: Hello, and welcome to another session of the Water Values Podcast. As my daughter Sarah said, my name is Dave McGimsey, and thanks so much for joining me. Hope you've had a great start to your summer, or if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, to your winter. Um, I've been very busy, but uh, I've certainly missed the podcasting. It's good to be back after a month off, uh, so let's, uh, we've got a great show for you today. We've got Byron Druss of Envision LLC, who's going to talk to us a lot about maximizing your uh, cap- capital plan efficiency. Um, he's going to do a great job of that. We also have Reese Tisdale back for Bluefield on tap, and he's going to talk to us uh, about um, uh, the AWWA Ace and uh, what he, what his takeaways from uh, that expo were. So uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. Before we get started, some uh, typical housekeeping. As we always uh, we always start off with, we had a couple of great uh, ratings and reviews over the uh, over the little. Uh, hiatus we had. We so we on on Apple Podcasts we had a five star rating from R Warber, who says great work. New listener here. I've listened to five or so episodes since discovering this great podcast a couple of days ago, and I continue to be impressed with every episode. Well, thank you, R Warber. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, we have another five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, which I'll get to next time because I want to get to a, a five star rating. And review that someone left on Stitcher. Uh, Eva Johnson says, uh, must listen for anyone who uses water. This podcast is my lifeblood. I am listening with a background as a water resources engineer, designer, and equipment installer in the San Francisco CSO system in the sunrise of my career. This caliber of both varied and all too applicable information for free is critical to jumping into the water policy conversation and radically motivating. It helps myself and the countless friends I have gotten on the McGimsey bandwagon to make intentional life and career decisions. And it expands our breadth of knowledge to share with friends and family. Dave frames, even the most technical issues in a way that is digestible and interesting to folks coming from any background. I've been meaning to comment since episode one, the day it came out, but better late than never life-changing. Well, thank you very much, Eva. That was uh, very, very nice of you. And I didn't really realize I had a bandwagon out there. So uh, it's good to know that. Uh, If you have been uh, listening and enjoying the podcast and haven't yet rated and reviewed it, I'd really appreciate it if you go on to Apple Podcasts or uh, Stitcher or whatever your. Uh, podcast directory is and leave a rating and a review we greatly appreciate it just letting you know uh, let let other people know why you like the podcast so much and again we're trying to get up to 100 ratings on apple Podcasts by the end of the year we're at 85 with a composite five star rating right now Um, so we just need 15 more uh, over the next uh, six months hopefully we can do that that's about you know, two and a half a month. So if you haven't, if you haven't gone on and logged in and, and registered your rating and review, please consider doing so. And also uh, please consider uh, a donation. If you'd like to help keep the uh, water flowing, so to speak in the water values podcast, uh, you can go to the watervalues.com. There's a little PayPal donate button. Click on that. And any denomination helps defray the costs of putting on the podcast. So with that, let's get to our Bluefield on Tap segment with Reese Tisdale. Uh, again, Reese is going to talk to us about uh, AWWA Ace and what his takeaways were from that co- that conference. Here we go. Here's Reese. Reese, welcome back to Bluefield on Tap. Great to have you back. How's your summer going? Uh, so far so good. We're almost halfway there. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, sadly. yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, thanks. I did. I hope you did as well. So um, uh, tell, tell us a little about what you've been up to uh, you know, since we last spoke with you back in May. Yeah. Yeah. Ironically, uh, there were uh, infrastructure, water infrastructure problems at a water conference. Yeah. Yeah. Not to put too fine a point on it. Um, So, tell us what happened at ACE. What What were the kind of the takeaways that you you spoke there? What panels did you speak on? And kind of, can you give us kind of the takeaways from uh, from from the ACE conference?
1: What are the trends with communications protocols, but also the interoperability of these communication protocols and what should utilities do? Um, Because there's a lot changing in that space uh, as far as new players. Like, for instance, Comcast has recently been making a big push into the end of the water space for municipalities and connecting assets, if you will. So that was one really interesting um, sort of – out there, but sort of look towards the future a bit. And then the other one was on sort of asset management, what are utilities doing and what can they do to uh, basically manage all their assets. And I think it is a huge problem, as we've talked about in the past. I think I may have even said it on this podcast before. It's, you see, we looked at $2.9 trillion worth of assets already operating in 31 countries around the world. Takes up a good chunk of that. But I think the key point is that there's so much out there, whether it be pumps, pipes, plants, meters, and across the board. And so utilities are struggling, one, from operation point of view, just putting their arms around it, but also
0: planning for that. So it was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So um, in in terms of uh, uh, the struggle, then utilities trying, struggling to get their arms around it, you know, w- what – was there anything that you' kind of gleaned from what was going on at AASSA, what strategies that that utilities have successfully uh, implemented to manage that, to get to get their arms around it? Have you seen anything like that?
1: They can buy a software package, but if they don't have even their own data and the resources to organize it, then they struggle themselves. Uh, you know, but it, what was interesting, even this is something even at Bluefield Research we go through, we've been working with data platform as well ourselves. And simply, some, you know, someone, several people, I think from CDM Smith, for instance, was looking at uh, Navy operating assets around the world about using tableau or using uh, click or Sisense, these off-the-shelf data platforms which was kind of interesting just to understand what's happening of all their assets and how with their assets and how they're changing just for planning purposes um, you know I, someone did think that sometimes you know people are being over optimistic because culturally you
0: Really to see what's happening out there. Yeah, so um any other takeaways from Ace? What what what's going on in the asset management space that you mentioned?
1: companies, firms looking at trenchless uh, solutions for pipes, you know, trying to figure out ways to basically more effectively or more cost-effectively cost, cost effectively replace pipes because, like I said, the number of the, all the hardware out there
0: needs to be understood um, and replaced. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I really appreciate you kind of laying this foundation because really for the next, for today's episode and for the next couple of episodes, we are going to delve into the, the technology space, um, on asset management and digitization and things like that. So I think you've really set the table for the next actual couple of episodes of, uh, the water values podcast. So, uh, Reese, I really want to uh, thank you for, for coming on and sharing your, uh, thoughts on ACE and kind of what's going on out there. Really appreciate it. And we, uh, Oh, again, always appreciate your your insights and uh, thanks so much for coming back on. No, it's great. Great to be back. Middle of summer, so uh, let's enjoy the rest of it. <laughs> I think it's an exciting area and uh, look forward to hearing your other guests. You bet. All right, we'll talk soon, right? Reese, thanks so much. All right, take it easy. Uh huh. Bye. Well, as always, Reese does a great job. We really appreciate him and his, uh, his insights uh, coming away from ACE. Now it's time to turn our attention to Byron Druss with Envision, who's going to talk about optimizing or maximizing capital plan efficiency. It's really interesting stuff uh, in terms of, of, of identifying where utilities often stumble when implementing their capital plans and how he proposes to fix it. So here we go with Byron Druss of Envision. Open the valves, fasten your seatbelts, and here we go. Well, Byron, welcome to the Water Values Podcast. So glad you could uh, carve out some of your day for us. Uh, For starters, could you uh, fill us in a little about your background and how you got interested in water?
2: always been to build tech companies. Um, I've always helped engineering teams improve their output. At uh, IBM, I've helped J&J work Clinical build better blood analyzers. I uh, was an early employee of Bluestone, now Bill Packard. Um, we've enabled teams to put the largest applications on the web, a technology still used for all e-commerce today. And now, when infrastructure is needed most, um, helping to build now a fourth company envision to help the way capital is planned and managed.
0: Right, right. I, I'm sorry did I cut you off? No, no, that's okay. Um, cuz I cuz I cuz I, I know we 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 met out in New Jersey not too long ago and uh you've got you've you've also got a pretty prominent position in the water space that, is, that does not involve envision. Can you tell us a little about that?
2: transportation are asset and capital intensive. And, you know, of course, everyone knows they need massive infrastructure upgrades, but water has been the most receptive to improvement. So as a company, our focus begins here. And so my personal
0: life dovetails with professional. Got it. Got it. Now, um, I, I think you've started to hit on my next question. And my next question is really, let's, can you frame up, um, the the infrastructure issue in the water space for us like what, what from from your from your perch as a water commissioner as and as um, uh, vP at envision when you look out what do you see out there what 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 is the framework that that we're dealing with from an infrastructure perspective
2: okay we, we all hear a lot about infrastructure these days um, so let's uh, let's take a point of reference according to bluefield research which you've had on your Podcast before, uh, they recently reported that the industry needs 683 billion dollars by 2027. Uh, essentially, pipes are old; they're built decades ago. Our systems, our water systems, and some were not maintained for the perhaps you know misguided sake of preserving low rates or taxes. Um, the bill is now due, and it's quite a tab. Funding is constrained, and there's a limited public appetite for spending. Uh, but we need clean, available water to live. Um, it's just that treating and getting it to homes is costly. The answer um, is found in streamlining and optimizing the capital improvement
0: plan. That's what we believe will help this industry. How do you how do you go about doing that? So. So let me take a step back here. Uh, in order to get to that stage, you, you have to have, it's, it would seem to me, and and um, uh, a, a utility that has that kind of infrastructure plan in place, right? Is that is, is that kind of a prereq for for where we're going here? Or? Just about every water utility or every utility for that matter has a capital improvement plan or CIP. And so, so once they've got that in place. Is there is there some level of detail that 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 your your project's going to need your envision needs before you know before it makes sense or things like that or, or I'm just trying to just trying to figure out where exactly along the the value chain Envision's going to come in and and deal with these with with making infrastructure more efficient.
2: need to be more efficient at planning and managing, especially with limited staffing within water utilities. There's also a need for capital efficiency, delivering more for less and more quickly. So while water systems are upgrading their systems as fast as possible, they struggle with planning and managing with a limited set of resources and disconnected information tools. It's very difficult to be proactive about improving your CIP without access to the right combined information and be able to be um, actionable upon it. So utilities, of course, like I said before, have limited funding. They don't traditionally spend massive amounts of money over long periods of time to integrate their systems to fix this, yet alone have any type of what we call what-if analysis to improve their outcomes when, you know, so much need for, um, uh, you know, money is needed just for water infrastructure. So they do the best they can with spreadsheets. As a result, some aren't delivering more than 80 percent, some as low as 50 percent of their CIPs, and they just simply suffer hidden costs unnecessarily
0: buried in the details of their plans. Got it. So 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 really you're talking about um software that will uh help make the implementation of the CIP more efficient. Is that what we're dealing with here? That's right. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry, go ahead, I cut you off.
2: Greater than 100-year cycles, which means is you know you, you know they're only upgrading at a percent or even less a year, and that puts some of them at close to 200-year cycles. And Infrastructure just doesn't last that long, and, and many of the pipes that were put down were were built you know and inf- and facilities were built 40 to 80 years ago. So um, they have trouble. Um, trying to keep up with delivering the cips
0: fast enough can can you kind of tell us why that why is is it is it simply um inefficiency because they're dealing with spreadsheets or what 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 are the it, it, it's got to be more than just someone flipping through paper spreadsheets or looking at a screen with an excel file or something like that i mean what why did these CIPs start lagging
2: of projects, schedules, they have asset management plans, but they're not connected, and the the devil is in the details of combining all of those. The spreadsheets come into play uh, in almost all water utilities we've come across in that they try and combine that information to plan and then manage that plan uh, through the CIP year, but they still lack one place to see and act upon an entire set of projects And all the related impacts and consequences tied to delivery and the costs and that information exists combined from multiple places Um, many aren't looking at cash flow variances uh, along the way which is key to delivering more of your cip over the plan year and those that do still have trouble combining uh, a key uh, performance indicator or or actually a contributor to it is um, something that's important to track is the uh, estimate at completion or EAC that forecasts for completing a project. So if you combine that with your original budget, with your uh, current spend to date, uh, and then you're able to look at it over the entire portfolio and Tie together all of the consequences of changing project schedules, then you have a chance of being able to improve your delivery. Uh, but as a result of using spreadsheets to do this, financial and delivery performance suffer, and um, you know a lot of capital is needed today, and, and some of it's
0: wasted. Right, right. Um, so, so can you can you then frame up for us how envision fixes or solves this this problem of inefficient deployment of capital for infrastructure.
2: Sure. Well, we believe in rebuilding our water infrastructure faster and more affordably in the country. Um, Our solution simply improves the outcome and output of CIP. And as you pointed out, we do this with software leveraging any existing systems that they have. So for productivity, it streamlines consolidating reports that are already used from those systems. Those are the key parts of planning information from any number of sources, wherever or whatever they are. And instead of using spreadsheets, they're using vision to do in moments what now takes hours or days to do each month and, of course, takes several months to plan a CIP each year. Our what-if analysis capabilities improves the CIP's outcome. Uh, That lets you become proactive on your plan and see. With this visibility over time, it's now made easy with a bird's-eye view of how otherwise complicated pieces of information like um, projects, milestones, schedules, all of your actuals, forecasts I mentioned, your assets, priorities, risks, rates, true-ups, and the list goes on. They all affect each other by the decisions made along the way. Vision is 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 a, a data driven decision making way for each stakeholder to improve its output. So, mitigating all that happens with asset intensive plans becomes so much easier. Better choices are made, and more of the CIP gets delivered potentially for less cost than if they're just
0: using spreadsheets. Sure. Now, and can you give us like a uh, a real life example? You know, you obviously can keep you know, the names out of it, but, but I, I'm just trying to, to, you know, come up with, with a real, real world example of how this actually works. Sure. Uh, at one utility,
2: they had the problem of timing their capital investments with in-service dates to maximize rate recovery. You know, money is the lifeblood of doing anything. And so, Uh, When you have a portfolio of projects and you need to deliver them over time and make sure that you're spending capital in a a timely manner where it makes sense to be able to put something in service and you have delays, every plan that's made has delays and changes uh, the moment after you make your plan, you're able to adjust. It's almost like a Rubik's Cube where one side of of the cube changes as you change something else. And Envision helps you solve that and as a result this company delivers uh you know close to 100 percent actually they're at 100 percent of their CIP by the end of the year because they're able to look at uh, their performance their delivery of the CIP over time by months quarters or even over several years and then proactively decide on what projects they could accelerate or delay to make um, the best possible uh, cost-effective choices.
0: Yeah, I, you know, th- this is interesting. I, I just finished up a, um, a rate case where the, the CIP identified a bunch of main extension replacement projects. We only requested funding for essentially 10 of the projects initially uh, because of, you know, if, if we requested funding for all 39 or, you know, all, all these rate um, – uh, or these uh, main extension projects, the rate increase would have gone through the roof, you know. So, and I, I ironically, like the the highest rated or the the number one priority uh, project was not one of the ones that we went forward and, and proposed. And the reason we did that was because we we tried to find efficiencies with other infrastructure projects. For example, you know, road work or uh, another you know similar you like if there if it was a water rate case there was a sewer utility that was going to be doing work there and so we tried to we tried to harmonize those i'm just kind of curious can you build that type of functionality into um you know within vision into the into the whole CIP planning process
2: Yet another dimension to consider. Using spreadsheets, it becomes more difficult to be able to deal with yet another variable. It becomes very easy to do with envision. So this way you can take a look at the consequence of doing a project in a certain time frame and get visual indicators to say, hey, there's a there's a milestone you're gonna miss here. Let's take a look at that. Oh, that's paving. Maybe this is more important. And we'll leave that alone and try and move something else. So that th- this gives you all your leading indicators, all your KPIs, all your visual indicators of what will happen with your plan. And let you rapidly create what-if analysis scenarios so that you can quickly see what your choices are going to cause in the future. That's the proactive way in which you can improve the outcome of the plan. And as a result. The whole country could save so much money at each water system by being able to do that one factor you just brought up, and that's just paving. That's just one
0: factor. Yeah, yeah. And so, how do you? How does the Envision model build all this stuff in? You know, I mean, would, how do you, how do you get the data? Where does? How's it? How's it work? The data comes
2: from enterprise systems. Usually, you'll see a workflow in each water utility where. Spreadsheets are used to combine and consolidate these reports that come out of enterprise systems to consider all the factors that they possibly can. The more factors that they consider, of course, it's exponentially more time to process and more difficult to do analysis on it. So there's a limit to how much they can do. So if you take reports that list perhaps all of the paving projects from the township and you combine it with a list of projects and you combine it with all of the actual expenses and the estimated completions and all the things you usually do to combine uh, information within a water utility, you'll be able to um, see uh, how milestones are affected by changing projects. So all you do is just combine information from multiple systems. It's non-invasive. Later, you can actually do a, a, a connection to those systems. But in the meantime, the utility's current workflow is to just use reports coming out of those systems and work with them that way. Yeah, yeah. If we pre-map them. We pre-map all of those pieces of information into Envision. So combining, consolidating, is at a touch of a button? Now, the more valuable uh, capabilities of analysis and proactive uh, work, that is what
0: Envision adds to that. Got it. Now, so so uh, from uh, from the sources you can draw on. We've talked a lot about paving, um, you know, and, and and getting all these other sources of information. What what other sources of information, um, on, and data sets, so to speak, are are commonly do you pull in to help 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 get the result that Envision's going to uh, going to process?
2: projects are very small so it may not warrant having sophisticated project management systems uh it's like spending two dollars to you know save a dollar of course i'm sorry spending a do- yeah i said that right <laughs> 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 scheduling applications, uh, for instance, uh, Primavera. Uh, so, usually, a warning authority may not have a complete list of all their projects, schedules, and dates incorporating um, the information from those larger projects as well, and that affects their total portfolio. The vision has an automatic integration with Primavera, so you can bring those schedules into Primavera to, um, envision. You can model just the same as you would the, the entire portfolio, and you can see the impacts and consequences, and you have control over seeing what's going to happen in the future. And I think bringing that scheduling control back into a water utility improves its outcome. I and mean, those water utilities, like I said, they're, they're not delivering all their CIP. But if you notice, many of their projects still go over budget which gives a false illusion that they're delivering more of their CIP when actually they're just getting less work done.
0: Right, right. So, I mean, we've talked a lot about the productivity benefits. Um What other benefits, you know, kinda come along with Envision? I do want to point out that on the productivity side before I move on. To oh, the- yeah, sure. Okay. well i mean that's obviously that's very significant um what what about like um like output outcome you know benefits things like that can you can you address those Yeah, you you, you you kind of alluded to that earlier, so can you, can you expound on that? Sure.
2: Protecting um, need cash needs, minimizing unused capital funds, and getting more done for less, that's key for the CFI. And again, schedules and finances are usually not connected. They're managed in multiple places and with no combined visibility over time, especially over time. With Envision, should a plan need to be changed, and it always does. Best choices, considering all that matters, finance and schedule, can be seen so cash predictions over time recalculate in any number of quickly prepared, even collaborated scenarios. So now the CFO and the head of engineering can be on the same page, sharing any number of KPIs with all root causes and mitigation choices right in front of them, all for the sake of the overall organization's performance.
0: This now becomes a team sport. What, what about some other kind of output outcome benefits? You know, I mean, it sounds like with these cash management benefits, there's there could be some benefit um, to, to you know, uh, obviously financial planning. But what about like things like uh, re-leveling spending, uh, things, things along those lines?
2: or other management objectives that may be financial or non-financial. So you can level your spending over time. You can level resource non-financial issues over time. Um, Just imagine if one project starts, and you don't have enough resources in the next month to perform all that work. So you might want to accelerate the project, and you're able to move things around so that financial and non-financial issues are leveled. So this is really important to manage your cash and to monitor how much of your spend is done so you're not pushing out uh, projects and spend towards the end of your period. which Inevitably, inevitably, that's just going to hold right over to the next year, and that's where CIP suffers. Right. So this, that's one of the best
0: things we demonstrate in the presentation. I, I asked you for a real-world example previously of how, how Envision has helped um, – Infrastructure planning. Can you get, can you you know provide kind of a real world example on this this uh, concept of releveling spending? Sure. Um,
2: so, if you were to take a look at how, you know, this is how private water systems differ from public water systems, private water is you know just like public, they deliver clean, fresh, you know, pressurized water to the tap. Where they differ is that private water companies are uh, regulated in their rates and they have a job to do that's tied to those rates. And the job to do is to upgrade so much infrastructure. That infrastructure has to be met. That's a requirement that they have as a performance metric as a company to regulators in order to be able to support the rates that they're allowed to charge consumers. So, uh, in the case of um, of a private water company, they've got to make sure that they have level spending. So, in uh, in, in this case, uh, like I said, if you if you have projects that do suffer some type of delay, a, a variant, a, a permit is not achieved, or a contractor has a delay, or materials don't show up. You've got a real problem if you just let that slip and worry about that later. You've got to accelerate another project. And so this way you can level your spending that way. Now, choosing choosing the right project to accelerate or choosing the right project to delay so that you can bring another project sooner. If, for instance, you want to meet a certain milestone, you want to be able to put something in service sooner, for instance, to meet a paving deadline which projects do you delay to make room for that so you have your level spending of resources and of cash and if you delay the wrong project you could incur um hidden costs so this is something that we show once again in the uh, that we demonstrate
0: in the presentation so so Byron how, how does a utility know whether in, you know the envision system is going to be going to be uh, right for it
2: Uh, Executives that are running a water utility depend on so many things uh, uh, that affect its performance. Having one place to monitor um, uh, that performance of so many different variables is key. We provide a scorecard of all the KPIs that they could possibly want and ones that they can customize. It's a capability every utility executive should have if they want to be proactive in improving the outcome and output of a CPI of
0: CIP when they have the chance to do that okay so so that's that's all good so when it comes time to like look at your target what what kind of what kind of capex are we talking about that where envision starts to make sense? All right, and and in terms of getting it implemented, I mean, what what all is involved in in kind of getting it set up? Is this like you know a, a six month process to come in and load all the data and do all that, or what what are we what are we looking at from a from an implementation standpoint? All right. Well, I mean, it sounds great. So, you know, we're coming kind of to the uh, the, the end of our time. Uh, what have I not asked that you think is important to get across, or do you have any parting parting thoughts otherwise? Well, I, Byron, you've been great. You've been absolutely fantastic having you on today, and, and I appreciate you coming on and sharing your expertise and insights into the, uh, the infrastructure problem that's facing America. Um, where can people go to find out more about you and about Envision? Envision? Terrific. Well, Byron, thanks so much again. Really appreciate your time, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. You You betcha. Bye. Well, hope you liked that interview with Byron Druss of Envision LLC. Thought he did a great job explaining kind of where utilities uh, oftentimes uh, introduce inefficiencies into their capital planning process, uh, sometimes through no fault of their own, but uh, nevertheless. You know, Envision has that tool that allows utilities to kind of uh, switch gears midstream and maximize that capital plan. Uh, and so, I think overall sounds pretty good. So, uh, if I'd love to hear from you and hear what you thought about this episode, you can tweet at me at DTM one nine nine three. That's my handle. Uh, you can tweet about the podcast using the hashtag #WaterValues. And, uh, you can also email me at David at the You can leave a comment on the show notes. There's lots of ways to express your opinion about what you've heard. And again, as I asked you in the, uh, at the top of the show, please uh, feel free to go on to iTunes or uh, stitcher or whatever podcast director you're on, leave a, uh, rating and a review would really appreciate it. Just helps get the word out, helps others understand why they should listen to the podcast and learn a little something about water. And with that, I'm out. It's been uh, it's been a great little uh, little break from podcasting, but I'm again happy to be back. And uh, in closing, I just would like you to please remember to keep the core message of the Water Values Podcast in mind as you go about your daily business. Water is our most valuable resource, so please join me by going out into the world and acting like it.
1: the Water Values Podcast. Thank you for spending some of your day with my dad and me.
0: Thank you for tuning in to The Disclaimer. I'm a lawyer licensed in Indiana and Colorado, and this podcast does not establish an attorney-client relationship with you or anyone else. Information in this podcast should not be considered legal advice. Further, this podcast is not a solicitation for professional employment. I'm just a lawyer who finds water issues interesting and who believes greater public education about water issues is necessary. And that includes enhancing my own education about water issues because no one knows everything about water. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.